This 2023 Northwest Division early season win totals of the NBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by our Patreon. Score exclusive perks, content, and contests, including our NFL win totals contest with a $1,000 prize. Join today at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. We're also brought to you by GameTime. Download the GameTime app to get last-minute tickets at the lowest price guaranteed. Use promo code SGPN for $20 off. And we're also brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now and use code DGEN. New customers can score $200 in bonus bets instantly when they bet just $5 on any college football bet. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code DGEN. Welcome, everyone, to the NBA Gambling Podcast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It is Tuesday, August the 22nd, currently 105 on the East Coast. Here to dig into our last uh, division um, recap and then early season win totals for the NBA season for the 2023-2024 season. And it is going to be the Northwest Division We'll go through each team like we have uh, for the previous five divisions, go through win totals, talk about some off-season moves, uh, recap some of the draft picks, and kind of look towards, obviously, the win totals for this upcoming season, some make and miss playoff odds as well as division odds as well for this division. But joining me here to help me break it all down, you guys know him as the voice of the Tennis Gambling Podcast, WNBA Gambling Podcast, MLB Gambling Podcast, NFL as well, it's Scott Studio Rachel. Scott, how's it going, my man? Doing pretty well. Looking forward to going through another division. I know that it's going to be a fun division because you have the defending champions in here, and you also have a couple of teams that are intriguing, or at least I should say one that's a young team that's intriguing and one that spent way too much money on big men, and we'll see what happens moving forward. But the point is there's some uncertainty in this division. Should be fun, though. Looking forward to it. Yep, and also joining us, you guys know him as the voice of the MLB Gambling Podcast. And, of course, here on the NBA Gambling Podcast, it's Lante Smith. Lante, how's it feeling, my man? Doing good, man. Looking forward to breaking it down. Uh, not We're not far away from NBA action to be. If you kind of look at it, you know, camps will be opening up soon. And, you know, the schedule's getting brought out. So, yeah, man, we're close. Yeah, man, the NBA season really creeps up on us because uh, we're all busy, you know, with the MLB season winding down and the playoffs. And then obviously with football uh, actually starting this week with week zero for college football and then NFL is just a short few weeks away. Um, and then NBA creeps up on us uh, towards the middle of October, towards the end of October. But yeah, we'll be ready for you guys as we usually are on the NBA pod. But yeah, like we mentioned, Northwest Division, the defending NBA champions in this division in the Denver Nuggets, who finished up as the number one seed in the um, Western Conference. Uh, and like Scott mentioned, a few or at least one or I would say maybe two intriguing teams in this division uh, that are have a, I guess, a nice group of young talent, we should say. Uh, in the Oklahoma City Thunder, and maybe we could throw in the Utah Jazz there as well. But Oklahoma City for sure. Um, so, like I mentioned, we'll we'll kind of go through the division odds. We'll go through um, the offseason moves. So let's start here with the team at the. We'll work our way from the bottom to the top, and we'll start here with the. Let's start with the Blazers. 
Obviously, the news in the offseason has been about Damian Lillard officially after I don't know how many years officially requesting a trade. Uh, and it seems like that he only wants to end up in Miami and his agent and uh, I guess his camp came out and said that he only wants to end up in Miami. But that's a separate story. I don't think that he has a lot of control on where he wants to end up because of, you know, the no trade clause in his or I don't think he has a trade clause in his contract or where he can dictate where he wants to end up. But it seems like more than likely than not, guys, that the Damian Lillard era is coming to an end uh, in um, uh, Portland. So currently they have a win total of 35 and a half for this upcoming season. Uh, division odds are at 150 to one. And for them to miss the, or make the playoffs, I didn't see the odds for that, but uh, this team will probably be uh, fighting for maybe one of the top picks in the draft for this upcoming season. FanDuel Last has year, this plus team finished up with a record of. Okay, to make the playoffs? Yeah, plus 920 to make the playoffs on okay. FanDuel. Okay. Uh, last season, they ended up with a record of 33-49. and 49. Uh, Lante, let me start with you on the Portland Trail Blazers. Obviously, a lot of it is going to depend on when uh, Damian Lillard is traded and for what, uh, or I should say which players he's going to be traded for if they do get you know, some young talent back or draft capital. But um, it looks like the maybe the dog days are here for the Portland Trailblazers after now Lillard requesting that trade. But what are your thoughts and outlook for this uh, Portland Trailblazers team? Yeah, it's going to be interesting. I think the biggest point is, like you mentioned, what they get back, um, which is kind of hard to dictate right now. Um, I'm assuming they're going to have to throw a three team. I mean, a third team in there because I mean, Miami just doesn't have enough to, to please what they're, you know, what they want. Um, as far as their younger core, I mean, they're extremely small in the backcourt with Scoot and, um, Simons, I'm guessing if they keep him. And I mean, the, I guess the, the, un, the known unknown here is that they're going to get Tyler hero somehow, some way. So they're going to be extremely like small in the backcourt. Um, I think the number is pretty much baked. I think it's baked in as far as Dame leaving. I doubt he, you know, takes a, a dribble on in Portland. Uh, I think it'll be resolved closer we get to the season. But I'll look under here. I think they'll be a fun team, you know, like to battle and compete. And a lot of people aren't really talking about it, but like Scoot has a, a decent injury history here. Um, we saw him get injured in the summer league. Um, the back end of his second year with the with the G League, he kind of. Uh, I don't know. It's kind of reports that he kind of shut it down. He could have played, but he didn't because he was already going, you know, top three in the draft. So it's kind of hard to decipher that. But again, he has had a couple of injuries. And, you know, a lot of people talking about Wimbyama and his injury. uh, Well, what he's going to be like playing games wise and his injury uh, concerns there. But Scoot hasn't played uh, a ton of basketball um, in the past two seasons um, with his injury history. So, uh, I mean, it's, it's going to be fun to watch them. I, I like Scoot. Uh, I'm rooting for him. Uh, I like Shaden Sharp a lot. I don't really like their draft outside of Scoot. So it's all going to be, you know, it's all going to be like related to what they get back because they're not going to be a good team at all. They don't have a lot of size. Um, they lost Eubanks, who was pretty much, he played well for them down the stretch. But outside of that, man, it's not a lot to like about Portland here. Um I guess it's going to take a, a few more years for him to get. I wouldn't be surprised if they unload Simons as well because, I mean, he, he's got a contract that's pretty hefty too. So it's going to be interesting, man. I, I don't think it's going to be uh, any good days in Portland coming this season. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned Scoot Anderson being drafted number three overall to the Blazers, um, and they also got um, Keegan Murray's brother, Chris Murray, 
drafted number 23 overall um, out of Iowa. But I think the biggest head scratch for me was, or at least an indication was that Lillard was probably going to end up staying in Portland is that that huge contract they signed Jeremy Grant to. And at that point, I think a lot of us were thinking, okay, maybe because they made this signing for Jeremy Grant, that Lillard ends up staying. But I think uh, at the end of the day, this contract is number one, going to be very difficult to offload uh, in a trade uh, with Jeremy Grant. And then also um, they also did re-sign Matisse Thibel to a qualifying offer um, because, because he was a restricted free agent. Not a lot that they lost in the free agency market or to the teams or the players that they had from the previous season. Lante, like you mentioned, they did have uh, Drew Eubanks, um, but he ended up signing a contract with, I believe it was the Phoenix Suns. Um, and then not a, significant names i mean a lot of role players if that are into the bench type of guys like kevin knox skyler mays uh cam reddish again bouncing on from team to team trenton watford uh goes over to uh, the brooklyn nets that was a, a name that uh was usually playing in the final month of the regular season over the last two seasons for the blazers when they were pretty much out of uh, uh any chance of making the play in tournament even so um Scott, take us over to the Blazers. Your thoughts on this team for this upcoming season and any of the offseason moves um, for this team. You said that it was uh, 35 and a half, right? 35 and a half, yeah. Yeah, I'm on the under. Uh, That number just seems too high. They won 33 games last year. Lillard has also missed a bunch of games lately. He's played less than 68 games in four straight years. Played 58 last year, which actually seems a bit high. And we know Portland in years past has been... A little bit, let's just say, careful or maybe tank promoting when it comes to Lillard's workload, and they tend to rest him for the final couple months of the season. If they're actively trying to trade this guy, I don't know how they don't avoid just sitting him all the time. Like I don't think they're going to play him a lot. I think they're going to try to keep him healthy, make sure that they can actually get rid of him while he's fully healthy. So I'm not sure Lillard's going to play more than 30 games with this team. This season, maybe around 40, but the point is, I do think 58 is something that he's not going to reach again in a Blazers uniform. And with that being the case, Portland, you might remember, was actually decent in the first couple of months, maybe the first month or two. Then they fell off a cliff, and they became a last-place team. I could see a similar story here. Uh, We think Lillard's going to leave, and I think, once again, Portland might manipulate his playing time in order to keep him healthy, and we'll see what happens. But still... The point is I still don't like their offseason. They paid Jeremy Grant a bunch of money, which I don't agree with, and he's injured all the time too. Mm-hmm. They're a bad overall roster. I think we agree that they're easily the worst team in this division. And you mentioned Scoot's injury history in the past, Alante. That is a concern. He's also a rookie, so there's going to be some learning curve there. He's going to struggle at some points because every rookie does. But I'm going to lean to the under. This team could win 25 games. It wouldn't shock me. They could win 30 games. It wouldn't shock me. Even 35 games maybe wouldn't shock me, but I don't see them going over. I think this is a last-place team, and as a result, I think that this team probably finishes in the 20s somewhere. I think they probably finish around 27, 28. I'll take the under. Yeah, I mean, it's also telling that the uh, at least DraftKings has um, uh, to participate uh, in the play-in tournament uh, odds for both conferences, and they have the Blazers listed as the last team to even participate in the playing tournament at 10 to one. And they have, you know, the next team would be, they have the, the Nuggets at plus 750, but then talk about Spurs at seven to one Rockets at four to one. Uh, I think that's kind of telling where they think about this Portland uh, Trailblazers team for this upcoming season. 
Um, did want to get your guys' thoughts on a Damian Lillard um, eventual trade, possibly to Miami. Um, we'll get that on the flip side here. But so let me tell everyone first about DraftKings. You've waited all year, and it's finally week zero of college football. And NFL is right around the corner, about two to three weeks away. And college football is back. Look, so are the traditions, the tailgates, and the great offers from DraftKings Sportsbook. Right now, new customers can score $200 in bonus bets instantly when they bet just $5 on any college football bet. Uh, kick off the season with uh, DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now. Make sure to use that promo code DGEN, and new customers can score $250, sorry, $200 in bonus bets instantly when they bet just $5 on any college football bet. Again, it's only on DraftKings Sportsbook, and you can only get that bonus by making sure to use that promo code DGEN. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NEW-YORK or text hope and y467369 in West Virginia visit www.1800gambler.net in partnership with Hollywood Casinos at Charlestown Races all games regulated by West Virginia Lottery please play responsibly in Connecticut help is available for problem gambling call uh, 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resorts 21 21- years or older in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bet expires seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms. We're also brought to you by Game Time. Like I mentioned, the football season is officially here for college football. And maybe you're still looking out to get out to a baseball game um, or maybe even looking to get to your uh, team's home opener for the NFL season. Or you just want to get out to a comedy show or even a theater show that's happening in your area and let game time help you with that. You don't have to worry about uh, being stressed about buying tickets or having to plan out months in advance for those events that are happening in your area. Uh, buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't have to be stressful. Game time is fast and easy to buy tickets for all sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. With Killer Deers on last-minute tickets and their best price guaranteed, you can stop stressing over tickets and start getting hyped for the fun that you're going to have. Some of the great parts about the Game Time app, they have flash deals and last-minute tickets. They're easy to find and buy tickets for every event in your area. And my favorite part is when you take a look at the Game Time app and you're selecting tickets on where you want to uh, sit, they actually have an image of what uh, your your view is going to look like in that specific venue, whether it's at a stadium, arena, uh, a theater, whatever the case might be. That's, the, I think, my personal experience that's what i really like about the game time app their lowest price as our guaranteed event cancellation production is there for you as well the game time app means you'll always get the best price and the another guarantee that they're so confident in their prices is that if you find uh prices for a uh on another site or app in the same section and in the same row for less Game time will credit you 110% of the difference. That's how confident they are about how their prices are the lowest in the market. Get images of your seed before you buy them so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Buy tickets in a matter of seconds, two taps, and you're all set. And they're sent directly into the app, so you don't have to worry about haggling going through the mailbox or even your email box for those tickets. Nope, they directly come into the app. So to take advantage of this, all you got to do is download the Game Time app, create an account, and use promo code SGPN for $20 off of your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account, 
Redeem code SGPN for $20 off. Download Game Time app today. Last minute tickets always available. Lowest, lowest price is our guaranteed. All right, gentlemen, we heard about the trade of trade requests for Damian Lillard before we move on to the next team in this division, but it just seems inevitable that he is going to end up, uh, or I don't say I want to say inevitable, but he wants to end up in Miami with Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo, and, and so let's just say that hypothetically that trade does go down. Does How much does that move the needle for the Miami Heat in your eyes, Lante? Because, again, we saw the improbable run last season they made to the NBA Finals backed by their hot shooting, and it looked like they needed support, another scoring option next to Jimmy Butler. I think that he was playing with an injury uh, that we still don't know if it was, you know, I don't think that's going to become public information, but what do you think if Damian Lillard does end up on this roster? Let's just say it's a combination of Tyler Hero, Caleb Martin, and some draft picks. Um, does this propel them to being a top four team or maybe even possibly returning to the NBA Finals, Lante? Uh, I think they're somewhere still in the middle. I mean, simply because they don't, they don't have the dip. And, I mean, they're going to give up, like you said, uh, two key players who, well, I guess Hero was a key player in the regular season, but he didn't do much in, in the postseason because he was injured. But, I mean, a lot of people are giving Tyler Hero a lot of slack, but I mean he's a really he was a really good player for them. Um yeah. and he was pivotal in that in that playoff run, uh the or in that finals run in the bubble. I, I thought he played well his rookie year as well. I mean, so people are like slighting him because they made that run without him, but I still think he's a solid player. I mean, um, so that's a big loss. And again, what killed them in the finals and um had been their Achilles heel was their size and they still don't have enough size. So Bam is essentially playing the five. And if he fouls out or, you know, gets in foul trouble, it's still going to be hard for them to defend those bigger guys. So I'm looking at it from the point of in the, in the East, I mean, you're going to have to guard Tatum Brown, Giannis. Uh, I mean, I've, I'm guessing that they, I don't know if you want to put, you know, teams like, um, like it's who else is contenders in the East? I'm trying to think. I don't think it's the Sixers I, mean, I don't anymore. think that the Sixers are serious contenders, but you can say Embiid if you want to. Yeah, yeah. so Embiid, yeah. So I'm looking at how they would be guarding those guys, and while they'll probably be, you know, more talented in a couple of those teams, that I mean, they're going to get beat up on the inside. And then if you look at the West, I mean, you got you're going to have to deal with, you know, KD, Booker, uh, I mean, AD, um, uh, Joker, like you have to deal with a lot of big bodies, and I just don't think they have the personnel to be able to deal with that. I mean, Orlando Robinson is a good player, and he's probably going to uh, be a big contributor for them going forward. But again, this is his first taste of actual being a contributor and being dependent on. I'm not sure how he's going to um, respond to that, but I think they're somewhere in the middle. Uh, obviously, they're. I mean, they don't take the regular season as serious because they've done. You know, they've gotten to the playoffs barely and contributed like. And that's been a big contributor to their success. So, I mean, I don't think there'll be a good regular season team, but I mean, in the playoffs, I mean, a seven game series with Spo on the sidelines, I mean, you never can count them out. But personnel wise, if they don't get a decent amount back, I don't even know if they can get a decent amount back or what they'll get back with Dame, um, being if there's a third team. But they got to get some size um, and they got to get some depth behind the, the forward position. Because after Jimmy, I mean, it's not much there. Yeah. Uh, Scott, any thoughts if. Dame moves uh, the needle for the Miami Heat if he gets traded. Well, just to ask, you talk about regular season or just in general to win a championship? Uh, championship odds. For championship, I think it matters. For actual regular season win total, I think it means nothing because Miami's going to rest everybody anyway. They don't care about the regular season, and then they can try to turn it on late like we saw last year when they made the, when they made the finals. But 
I don't think Miami's good enough to win the title if they get lowered, but I can see them representing the East once again. Now, in order to beat the Celtics, they were quite fortunate because once again, they were hitting an abnormal amount of threes. In fact, that's one of the... I, I don't I don't want to say it's like one of the greatest displays of shooting luck of all time, but it's up there. Like it it was a historically great three point shooting series for the Heat, and they were able to win that one despite blowing a three nothing lead in that series. I think getting Lillard there would help them once again get back to the NBA Finals. I still would not pick them to beat either the Nuggets or the Lakers or any of these teams that have actual size because the Heat don't have any. So I think that once again the Heat ceiling. Yeah. For this current core, I don't think it's going to be even reaching the Eastern Conference Finals this year before getting lowered. I think that they really could use a boost offensively, and I think last year was a bit fluky. But I do think, once again, if they get lowered, that can give them the offensive punch they need in order to make a deep run in the Eastern Conference. I think their ceiling with lowered is losing in the finals again. Their ceiling without getting lowered is probably losing in the second round, in my opinion. Fair enough. Okay. Yeah, I think they match. I think uh, they match I, up. They match up good with those teams, like the top teams. They match up good with Boston and Milwaukee. Like they've always done well against them historically, regardless of who's on the court. So I think that's kind of to their advantage, also. But again, both of those teams kind of improved a little bit, and you're not going to get. I mean, Giannis hopefully stays healthy, and yeah. I'm pretty sure that's a that's a big series, a different series if if he's healthy. And then you know you got Boston. Uh, I mean, they just. Miami just has Boston's number, uh, so I don't know. But it'll it'll be interesting to see. It also comes out of coaching as well, right? Like, I mean, Spo, we saw like they, when they right. made their run to the finals last year. Um, you know, he made those uh, in-game and halftime adjustments. But, yeah, just kind of curious to get your guys' thoughts on Damian Lillard so we, since we are talking about the uh, Portland Trailblazers. All right, guys, before we get over to the next team in this division, let me tell everyone about the SGP Patreon. Make sure you check out our Patreon. Sign up for the Patreon to get access to exclusive contests, including the NFL Win Total Contest with a $1,000 first place prize. The guys just recorded their first sports gambling podcast, Stories Podcast, just for patrons chronicling the birth of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. There's even a Discord channel just for patrons. The Sports Gambling Podcast has always and will give out all their picks for free. The Patreon is a great way to support the network and fight back against corporate gambling. To get all the details, just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. Again, that's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. August is almost over, and you know what that means. Time is running out for you to draft your fantasy football team on Underdog Fantasy. Get your championship uh, team ready for your home league by trying out best ball on Underdog Fantasy. All you do is one live snake draft. No waivers, no trades. You're set it, forget it, and Underdog does the rest of the work for you. Try it out. With Underdog's Best Ball Mania Tournament, the largest fantasy football contest of all time, with $15 million of total prizes up for grabs, including an absurd $3 million going to the winner. Do you have what it takes to win it all? The time is now. The last day to draft your fantasy football team is September 7th. Visit underdogfantasy.com or find them in the app and sign up with promo code SGPN to get your first deposit doubled up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com. Dot com. Make sure to use promo code SGPN. Concerned with your play? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, guys, let's get over to the next team in this division that has the same win total as the Portland Trailblazers. That is going to be the Utah Jazz, who also have a win total of 35 50-1 to win this Northwest division. For them to make the playoffs is at plus 360. For them to miss the playoffs is minus 500. 
Uh, last season, this team ended up with a record of 37 and 45, and they got off to an absolute fantastic start uh, to the regular season. Um, and it was life after Damien, uh, sorry, uh, after Donovan Mitchell and uh, Rudy Gobert that got uh, traded to their respective teams. But they got off to a really good start. They were sitting in that first place in the Western Conference for a short amount of time. But again, I think since, uh, well, a lot of us expected this team to fall down the standings as they did. But they did have a nice young core group there of guys that were coming out and playing absolute great basketball for this team. But we take a look at some of the offseason moves. Um, Rudy Gay no longer on the straw. He's currently a free agent. Uh, they had Juan Toscano-Anderson, who's also currently a free agent. And then uh, Damian Jones got traded from the Jazz over to the uh, Cleveland Cavaliers. And then the offseason, at least in the draft, they were able to uh, draft Keontae George out of Baylor. They also got Taylor uh, Hendricks, uh, number nine overall from uh, UCF. Uh, they signed Omar Yurtsevin to a contract to kind of be uh, kind of really bolster that front court for this team. And they also traded for uh, John Collins, who was in trade rumors over the past several seasons. And they also have uh, signed undrafted uh, free agent Joey Hauser to their roster here as well. Um, and also they also uh, re-signed Jordan Clarkson uh, to a contract for this upcoming season. Scott, let me start with you on the Utah Jazz. Obviously, last year, from a betting perspective, this team was uh, an absolute covering machine when they were at home and in an underdog role as well. But looking from a roster perspective and maybe some of the moves that they have made, they have some nice pieces on this roster. But what are your expectations for this team for the Utah Jazz with a win total of 35 and a half for this upcoming season? I'm going to lean to the under. I feel like most people like the over, but the issue I have with this team is I don't know if they're actually committed to winning or not. We saw halfway through the season they were basically in the playoff picture, and then they handed away some valuable assets to the Lakers for no apparent reason in a three-team trade. And it seemed like they could have pushed mm -hmm. for a playoff spot. They decided they really didn't want to, and they offloaded some other guys. And I am concerned with Danny Ainge. I think he's a very good GM, and he's a very good you know executive, but still the point is he has had a history of trying to rip other teams off so badly in trades that he plays the long game more often than the short game. And this team is very young. I'm not sure they're going to be fully committed to winning. They might be, once again, committed to getting more assets, maybe trading away a couple of key pieces to get more draft picks, and then going from there, trying to go full Oklahoma City, stockpile, like, eat first-round picks, and then go from there. I'm going to lean to the under, because I think Utah, once again, peaked very early in the year. They traded away some pieces, and they looked really bad to end the year. And it looked like they were kind of tanking at times. They were benching marking at random points. And they really weren't even pushing for a play-in spot for the final month when they were easily in the hunt. So yeah. with the lack of an overall knowledge of just commitment from this team, knowing if they're going to be actually be willing to try to win these games if they're out of the playoff picture in the final month of the season, it's concerning. Because you don't want to see a team that you have an overall on tanking in the final couple weeks of the season to try to get into the top 10. I'm going to lean to the under. I think that this team, once again, has some talent up top. Markkinen I really like. Even Olenek was pretty good for them last year. They traded for John Collins, which could go either way. We'll see how that works out. They still have Clarkson, who's good, but he might get traded once again. He's a trade piece guy. They got Kessler, who's solid. I'm not sure if they have enough scores on this team, though. Like, Taylor Horton Tucker thinks he's a scorer, but he's not efficient whatsoever. There are some issues with this roster. I'm going to lean to the under. I think last year, people just thought they were going to be really bad, 
and they jumped up and surprised a bunch of teams early in the year. I don't see that happening again. But with Ainge's history, I'm assuming this team will be selling at the deadline. I'm not sure Clarkson's going to be there for the entire season, for example. I'm going to lean to the under. I think this team might be, once again, trying to sneakily tank in the final month of the season to try to end up with a top 10 pick. I'm going to lean to the under. Yeah, I think the one concern I do have about this team is the depth, right? I take a look at the bench. I mean, right now, projected, they have Chris Dunn. That's going to be the starting point guard, but more than likely, he's going to be Colin Sexton. That's going to be that starting point guard for this team. But and he gets hurt all the time. Yeah, so. and then you talk about Laurie Markkinen, who had an incredible season last year for this Utah Jazz team. You add John Collins. I don't think that really removes a needle. Um, you still have Kelly Olynyk on this roster, OG Abachi. So, the, the bench, I think, is really thin. I'm not a fan of Taylor Horn Tucker, uh, as uh, you stated, Scott. I mean, I just don't think that he's – he has flashes where he can come out any night and score 25, 30 points a night, but then, you know, he has to take a lot of shots to get to that – to to achieving that type of uh, uh, point milestone, I should say. But um, I, I think you nailed it. I, you know, when you talk about doing you know, Danny Ainge as the uh, guy making the calls uh, and the amount of draft capital that they did get for – Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell that you just probably want to just stockpile draft picks and draft capital to maybe trade or at least, you know, at least in the in the upcoming drafts, try to move up if there is a player that does, you know, come on their radar that could be a franchise type of player for them. Um, but right now, at least that that rotation, uh, at least the bench just makes me very, very nervous for this team. And I'm also leaning on the under with this team at 35 and a half. And again, when it comes to the trade deadline, you know, there's going to be teams that need a guy that's to come off the bench with them and, and kind, of, kind of provide that scoring spark. Jordan Clarkson fits that mold. We've seen him through it, do it throughout his career. I love Walker Kessler. You know, uh, we really, I think we were, talked a lot about him on his, on his uh, blocks props throughout the regular season that were cashing for us. Maybe a sneaky defensive player of the year uh, option. I'll try to see what his odds are on that. But outside of that, I mean, I'm just not really excited about this roster. But like you mentioned, a lot of young talent. Um, on this team, you know, for the future, at least, but at least for this upcoming season, uh, I just don't see how this team will be in contention. I, I again, this team should be a a, a team that probably end up, end up going to having a what top seven pick uh, at minimum uh, for this upcoming season. Lante, thoughts on the Utah Jazz for this upcoming season? Yeah, I'm going over. Uh, I thought it was pretty simple. I mean, they have the same win total as Portland, right? Yeah. Yeah. They're be- they're better than Portland. I mean, I and I would say by a decent margin. I mean, just from assuming top Lillard's there, or assuming he's not there. I mean, I'm I'm just assuming he's not going to be there. I Even was going to say because with Lillard there on the roster right now, you can make an argument Portland is the better roster. I, I mean, it might only be for two weeks. I'm not sure how long Lillard's going to be there, but right so, now, okay, so I think Portland so might have Lillard, the better roster on paper. So if we got Lillard on the roster, then okay, we got marketing on on the Jazz. Uh, I mean, Clarkson. It's a uh, massive drop off after marketing. You got you got Walker Kessler, who's a great defensive. I mean, but who player. else? Who else do you like on on Portland? They can score. I mean, Grant's okay when healthy. Simons can score. Their roster is also very flawed, but they also have Scoot. They got some pieces with their active roster. Yeah, I mean, they still have yes, Simons, and they still have Shaden Sharp and when healthy. I mean, I guess it's about yeah. I guess it's it about might not right. matter once again if Lillard's gone in a week, but still. Yeah, I guess it's about right. Uh, big coaching advantage for for Will Hardy though. Um, yeah, but yeah, yeah I, I like the I don't like the construction of the roster simply because they don't have a point guard, and you're expecting you know Ocha um, to take a big step. Uh, I honestly would rather them get rid of Clarkson and uh, maybe 
Sexton too, because I want Keontae George and Bryce Sensabaugh playing. Uh, I think they'll be uh, better off in the long run, obviously, with those draft picks. And it does, it's, it's kind of concerning with the, you know, Ainge's tendency to want draft picks. But I mean, they got two um, in next year's draft, and that draft's not even that good. They got Minnesota's first and um, who else is Cleveland's first. So, mm-hmm. uh, and I don't think any, I don't think either of those will be, you know, bottom you know bottom of the barrel i think those teams would be right in the middle so i mean that's kind of concerning but again i think they've upgraded the roster with collins i think collins is a good player he's going to bring versatility he's going to allow marketing to actually play the stretch five when he's on the floor um causing some mismatches i i I got a big big um discrepancy in this number as far as it's going over I, i mean I just think they won what thirty seven last year, thirty seven, thirty eight last year. Yeah, uh, thirty seven, forty five. Yeah, was yeah. There. I mean, and like you mentioned, Scott, like you know, Clarkson missed time. Um, they traded those guys away. Now, obviously, they're not going to start off as probably not as hot as, as they did, but I think they're they were competitive throughout the entire season. And I think the roster upgrade is going to allow them to win a couple of those games that they didn't. Kessler's got another uh, year in that system. Um, you know, I trust in Hardy and, and what he's doing. So I think they'll get over here. Um, I mean, Keontae George, rookie of the year, if you could find that at, at a decent price, I, I'd look I'd look at that also. Um, I think they'll move at I think they'll move Clarkson and, and Sexton as they get as they get further along in the season because you don't want to stunt. I mean, since the ball is good too, but he's got an injury history. Taylor Hendricks, I'm not a big fan of, but I mean, he he can shoot it. He can stretch the. He can he can, he can defend. Yeah, he can defend a little bit also. So him and Kessler uh, on the floor together would be really good defensively. I mean, yeah, I'm a big fan of this team. You know? I'm a big fan of this team. Uh, I think they can go over 35. I, I think they can be a 39-40 win team, to be honest. I, I just looking at this roster, this screams like 32 wins to me. Might just be me. I, I'm just not a. I feel like there's just so much young talent here that they're gonna have to let them work it out by themselves, and they're gonna have some growing pains involved. But I'll, t- I'll ask you this: What's more likely? This team's competing for. This team is competing for a playing spot, or this team is borderline tanking to try to get a top ten pick to end the year. I just don't think that. I don't think they have enough. Like they have too much talent to be like that bad. Like to be. I mean. Like, look, I'm, at, I'm just look asking, at, what do you think is more likely? I think there'll be a play. I, I mean, personally, I think there'll be a playing team. I think they're like nine, ten seed. I mean, last year they were like what? Uh, still flirting with it into the they, end. But he he blatantly like they blatantly like sat guys. So that was my they, point. Yeah, they that, were still that, competitive. That's my point. I know that they're willing to blatantly sit guys. That's kind of the issue that I run into. So I'm gonna lean under once again. I th- I think Utah is gonna be the 12 seed with about a month left. And the question is, do they go forward or not? And knowing age, I think they're going to punt. Yeah, I mean, last season they ended up as the 12th seed, 37-45. I think it might be something similar to a situation of what happened last season with this team that got off to a great start. You know, some of the stars shined, and then they kind of just falter down the stretch. And I think what makes me more nervous is that, or not nervous, but I think kind of going into the handicap is that come trade deadline, like teams are going to come knocking on the door of the Utah Jazz because he uses services of guys like Jordan Clarkson and some of the better, maybe Kelly Olenek gets on the move as well. I mean, that's a guy that can come off of the bench for you in that eight, nine, you know, man rotation and, and provide some minutes for you as well because he's, I think he's a high IQ basketball player. For the Jazz last year, they were really good at home, 23 and 18. But on the road, it's where they did get into trouble, 14 and 27. Um, I think that was the second worst record 
uh, sorry, third worst record in the Western Conference. Um, Rockets and Spurs tied with the worst road record. Obviously, we talked about the Warriors being absolutely terrible on the road last year, and then it was the Utah Jazz at 14 and 27. So, um, yeah, we'll see. I think I, I'm with on the I'm on the under here as well. I think this team is in the realm of 32 to 33 wins, just getting under this number uh, for the upcoming season. Getting over to the next team, gentlemen, uh, probably one of the more intriguing teams uh, to talk about here, um, a, a roster that's kind of been building over the last several seasons with all the draft capital that they've had, and that is the Oklahoma City Thunder, who come in with a season with a win total of 43.5. For them to win this division is at 8-1, to one. for them to make the playoffs, minus 135, for them to miss the playoffs, plus 110 uh, for them to participate in the um, play in tournament. Let me, if I can f- quickly pull up those odds here. Uh, let's see here. OKC is actually the favorite plus 110 to participate in the Western conference play in tournament. Last season, this team ended up uh, as the number nine seed with a record of 40 and 42 Really good at home, 24 and 17, but also did struggle on the road where they finished nine games under 500 with a record of 16 and 25. Take a look at some of their offseason moves and looking at their depth chart here for this upcoming season or for last season, I should say. Obviously, led by their all star player in uh, SGA, who's just so good at basketball. I mean, he was, I don't know, when we talked about player props on the podcast last year on our on our day to day pods. I mean, we were just automatically betting on his over for his pro, uh, points prop, but uh, didn't lose a lot in free agency. It was only Jared Butler and then uh, Dario Saric, but they added Davis Bertans in a trade from Dallas. Uh, they added uh, Keontae Johnson in the draft, um, and they also added Casey uh, Wallace out the number ten overall pick um, to their roster. Uh, Victor Oladip, yeah, uh, yeah, and Chet, uh, that's a great point. Um, coming into, I guess this qualifies him as rookie year because he didn't play a single game last year, and he, uh, I think he's it's a the second ben favorite. Situation. Yeah, second favorite to, uh, f- to win rookie of the year. So they also got Victor Oladipo back from the trade with Miami, and now looking at their depth chart for this upcoming season, their projected um, starters are going to be, and I think Chet will probably, will more than likely, end up being a starter for this team. But it's Josh Giddy, SGA, Dort, Jalen Williams, and then Chet probably starting at the five for this team here. Um, Lance, lead us off here, man. Okay, see a lot of young, great talent on this team. I know you were a fan of both of the Jalen Williams from last season. Uh, talk to me about this Thunder team with a win total of 43 and a half for this upcoming season yeah i'm leaning i'm leaning under here i think um i I love the talent though i just i want to see how the coaching staff pieces some of these lineups together because they literally have man maybe like 11 guys like that can actually play and contribute i mean we saw i mean i'm just going i'm just going down that roster and i could just name off the guys that contributed last season not including their 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 draft pick so i'm looking from from top to bottom of course you know, SGA, Giddy, Dort, defensive, like, nightmare, um, one of the best on-ball defenders in the NBA. Um, Usman Zhang is okay. He contributed a little bit. I'm pretty sure he's going to take a, another step. Isaiah Joe, three-point sniper. Uh, Trey Mann had a great summer league. I mean, Oladipo, obviously, he's going to come in later on in the season. Um, like, it's just so many guys. Aaron Wiggins, um, 
Like it's just so many guys. I don't know how they're gonna do this lineup. And do you insert the rookies in Kason and and Chet and Keontae? So I'm interested to see how they do with this lineup. Again, I think the depth is there, but like we mentioned, um, you know, they're gonna be they're not gonna surprise anybody anymore. They're gonna be they know everybody knows they're the up and coming team. They're gonna be, you know, it's gonna be a big night for them every chance they get. Uh I do believe in Shea and Giddy. I think they're a great backcourt. I'm worried about the size on the inside. Um, Chet will erase some of those mistakes, but again, how much will you know he play? Uh, he got a little injury injury prone over the past year or so. Uh, Zaka, he was pretty healthy. Uh, I don't think he missed quite as many games, but you know, coming off that foot surgery, you never want never want your big man to have uh, problems with their feet. Uh, so it's going to be interesting to see. I'm leaning under. I, I, I'm not like a slam dunk, but I'm leaning that way. Because you're you're expecting them to what be that's forty five wins is probably what like a six seed in the West six seven. I that's, mean, last, that's tough to do, man. That's tough to do. So last season, um, they ended up as a nine seed with a forty and forty two record. Right. Um, so you so got the a six seed last year, I believe, with the Golden State Warriors at forty four and thirty eight. Right. Right. So you telling me they're gonna um, jump from nine yeah, again, to what, five six. That's tough to do in a Western Conference. I mean, like I think stacked. it's possible because look, I mean, look, you're 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 getting Chet Holmgren back. Obviously, health has always been a concern. Well, not always been a concern, but it's been a concern because in the rookie year he missed uh, the entire year with an injury. Um, I again, SGA also is a guy that's injury yep. prone as well. But last season he did end up playing 68 games. I think that's a career high. Uh, for SGA, let me just double check here. I mean, he played in 73 games in his rookie season with the Clippers. That's when he was um, a bench seven, player, though. It's, it's not the same. Yeah, yeah. And then he played. He did play 70 games in his first year with OKC, and then last year, uh, 68. So uh, the previous two seasons, 35 and 56. So I don't know, man. I'm really high on this uh, Thunder team coming into this year. But Scott, let me get your thoughts here on the Thunder for this upcoming year. I'm gonna lean to the over. I do know that, once again, it is a pretty big leap for a young team, but one thing that you just touched on, Munaf, was the amount of games Shays might play. And you look through the numbers and say, well, he's got a bit of an injury history. Does he, or does, or did the Thunder just shut him down prematurely for about yeah. three straight yeah, seasons? Right. Like, yeah. like, I don't know how injured he actually was. He played 68 games because the team, unlike previous years, was actually competing for something. I think there's a chance Shea might play 70-plus games. Like I'm not sure if he was actually injured. Maybe he was to some degree, so maybe he'll miss a couple of games here and there. But OKC was just benching him for the second half of seasons back to years because they wanted to tank. So now that they got Shea... Scott, real quick, did he, did, didn't he he miss some games down the stretch when they were competing for the play-in spot? No, I'm just like... I think it was. Yeah, a, I think he uh, did. Uh, I think they were sitting on back-to-back situations. I think that's what it was. And he, that was because he was coming off of that injury, right? Yeah, something okay, like okay. that. I, I, was, I, was just, I was just making sure. Because I, I, okay, I, I thought they would been, make a, a stretch. Yeah, but, OKC has yeah. been kind of weird with his injury management in the past. But I think, once again, they might let him play more because the team now actually has a core around him that can compete for a serious playoff spot. I just like the overall roster. I mean, I mentioned before that I'm low on Utah and I'm already low on Portland. So there's got to be wins in this division to be had. OKC, I think, might be the second best team in this division. We can argue about Minnesota in a second. But you're looking at the roster. I love the core. I love their head coach. I think they got a top five coach in the league, and I'm not even willing to really waver on that. I think that Dagnall's that good as a coach. 
So they kind of check every box. And you can make an argument that with all the picks they have and with the young talent, can I see them trading for a disgruntled star midseason? Maybe. I think they're going to be buying at the deadline. I think they're more likely to buy than sell. So if you want to talk about teams that are trying to push for something, I think Utah might sell at the deadline. Maybe Clarkson will get traded. Portland's definitely going to be selling if they can. OKC's been selling for a long time. They have a lot of assets. It might be time to try to cash some of that in, assuming Check can stay healthy too. They really do everything well. You can argue maybe the three-point shooting can use some improvement, but they still have Isaiah Joe. They still have some quality three-point shooters. Maybe they could use one more. But I do think, once again, this overall roster, if everything clicks with behind a very good coach, this team could win like 47 games, and nobody would be surprised. It might not be easy. I'm going to go with the over. I just really like this roster and head coach combination. Yeah, Mark uh, Dagnall is actually the uh, favorite to win coach of the year for this upcoming season, currently sitting at 7-1 to one over on Do you think he's top five? I think he's been incredible uh, with a couple of underwhelming rosters. In uh, it's, it's hard to do. What, what is he? He's only been there, what, two years? Uh, I, think I think last year was that. his first year, was, right? Three. Oh, okay. Either, it's either two or three, but um, he, he, I've honestly been very impressed by his just watching him coach in games with really bad teams. He won them a lot of games. They were very competitive, even when they were benching Shea in years past. They were losing, but they were competitive in a decent amount of those games. Um, he has... Uh, I mean, guess this is his fourth year, if I had to guess. Yeah, so he was 2020-2021 was his first season. So I guess this year will be his third. Third year coming in, yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Oh, um, 2020 to 2021, 2021 to 2022, 22 to 23. Just fourth year. Yeah, I thought he was there for three years. Okay. Yeah. And they also signed him to a contract extension this offseason. Um just this multi-year, but again, I think that just tells you how much faith that the OKC Thunder do have in the uh, his coaching abilities and how much of a difference that he can make. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm with Scott here, man. I do like the over. Um, I think when you we talk about kind of three levels of a team, you know, star power, uh, front court, and wings. I think two and a half boxes are checked. Um, it's going to depend on what they get out of Chet, especially defensively, because we saw when he was playing uh, in the summer league, and he did play a good amount of games in the summer league, that he did a great job of protecting the rim and getting those blocked shots. I still think that he is going to get bodied uh, just because of his body frame. Um, but, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if SGA's name is in conversations for MVP. I think he's that type of player uh, for this OKC Thunder team, and I think this team – I mean, if I had to pick a team with longer odds to potentially win 50 games, I, I would probably talk about the Thunder to do that. I don't know it's in the Western Conference, but I mean, um, and there's only two teams that won 50 plus games last year, but that just kind of tells you where I'm at with this Thunder team at, uh, on the over 43 and a half for this team. So you kind of take a look at some of the awards markets for this team as well. I mean, Chet is three to one to win rookie of the year, right? We had Victor win Minyama. Uh, we just talked about Mark Dagnall. He's the coach. Uh, he's a favorite to win coach of the year. SGA is 20 to one to win uh, MVP. And they're also a clutch player award. Uh, he's second favorite right behind uh, Luca in that category. So uh, it's going to be a lot of fun to watch this team. I know for the basketball junkies, we would tune in to watch Thunder games just because they had a great roster last year. And you're only adding to this upcoming season. So I do like this uh, a Thunder team to get over this number of 43 and a half. And again, last season, 40 wins for this team without Chet and with SGA missing 14 games. If we're at play, let's just say 
five, six more games, I think they definitely would have gotten over this number uh, for this upcoming season. Uh, anything else for this Thunder team, guys, before we get over to the uh, Timberwolves? No. Nope. All right. Uh, Lonte, you got anything? No, no, no. I'm good. I'm good. Okay. Uh, getting over to the Minnesota Timberwolves last season, uh, maybe, maybe not, maybe. I think it already is probably the worst trade in NBA history. Um, if not, definitely top three. Rudy Gobert gets over to the Minnesota Timberwolves for a boatload of picks. This team last season ends up with a record of, let's see here, 42 and 40. They did finish up as the number eight seed last season. Um, and the, yeah, the, the, the season was really derailed number one by, um, Chris Finch, number one, trying to figure out how to play Carl Anthony Towns and Rudy Gobert together on the floor. And it was only a handful of game because last season, Carl Anthony Towns only played in 29 games for this Minnesota uh, Timberwolves team. I do expect Anthony Edwards to take a, a huge leap this upcoming season for this Minnesota Timberwolves team maybe potentially lead the league in scoring because I just think that uh, him being on Team USA right now and just the the way he kind of carries himself, I think he definitely has that potential. Looking at the offseason moves for this team, players that they did lose that were impactful, uh, we could throw in their names like Jalen Noel. He's still a free agent. Torian Prince uh, leaves his team. He signed a contract with the Lakers. Uh, Austin Rivers, a, a maybe a contributor off the bench for most teams at this point of his career. Looking at the offseason moves, they added Troy Brown Jr. from the L.A. Lakers. They drafted uh, Leonard Miller in the second round and also Jalen Clark in the second round as well. And they also signed Shake Milton to a contract back on July 8th. Uh, also re-signed Nikhil Alexander-Walker. Anthony Edwards uh, agreed to the massive contract extension. And they also did get Nas Reed back to a contract extension along with Luca Garza for this upcoming season. Uh, Scott, let me start with you here on the Timberwolves. Obviously, the great mystery for this team is going to be if uh, Chris Finch can figure out a way to make the offense efficient enough to play both Rudy Gobert and Carl Anthony Towns together on the floor. But what are your thoughts on this Timberwolves team coming in uh, for this upcoming season with a win total of 43 and a half? I like the over in this one. I, I was low on Minnesota last year, and I do think it's one of the worst trades of all time. But... They were actually decent for the last couple of weeks or a month or two in the regular season. I just thought it was going to take a little bit long to actually get acclimated with everybody. Then Towns got hurt, and that kind of was a definitely a wrench in the entire season for yep. the team. This total just feels too low to me. I'm low on the Wolves, but they have a season under their belt where they actually played with each other. They ended up being in the play-in. And in general, I thought they gained some experience. Now, do I think this team's going to be good? I don't think they're going to be worth a damn in the playoffs, but I think they're going to get there. I, th- I don't think they're going to completely bottom out and miss the playoffs. I think they'll probably finish with around like 44, 45 wins. It's not going to be pretty, but I do think once again, with Ant probably taking a step forward like he has in the you know recent games with Team USA, it looks like he's been a superstar, especially against Germany when he dropped like 30 plus points. I'm going to go with the over, yeah. though. I feel like, once again, there's a bit more cohesion. I think the Mike Connolly addition is big because D'Angelo Russell is not a real point guard. He just wants to shoot all the time. So I think that Connolly is a good yeah. fit with Gobert. And he's also selfless. He doesn't need to shoot. He can at times. I know he's past his prime. But I like the overall core for, a t- for once again, for a win total in the low 40s. The core is not going to win you anything, which is why, once again, it's a really bad trade because they're priced into what should be 
a first-round elimination team for the next couple of years. But I do think this roster is good enough to win 45 games. And assuming that Cat does play 60, which is a pretty, once again, conservative number, but it's a lot higher than what he played last year. Mm-hmm. Nas Reed I still really like. I think they got a yep. lot of solid pieces on the bench, too. I'm going to go with the over. I think this team's going to finish in the mid-40s. Yeah, should I mentioned there obviously went to a 43 and a half, same as the Oklahoma City Thunder. They're a division odds seven to one. Uh, and for them to make the playoffs minus 150, and then for them to participate uh in the um play in tournament, uh, I am seeing them as a second favorite to do that at plus one twenty-five. Um, Lante, give me your thoughts about the Wolves for this upcoming season. Yeah, uh, man, I hate this roster. I really do. Um, <laughs> I, I just, well, what don't you like about it? Of course, the spacing's an issue, but on paper, there's talent there. I mean, so after after Edwards, who who who, who do you like? I mean, outside of, like from from the the backcourt. I mean, Conley, I like Conley, Conley, nobody. Conley. But it, I no, mean, no, no, I'm, I'm just saying, like who do you, like who do you like to contribute? I, I I like. I mean, I I think Conley is a big is a big addition through the midseason. He makes Ant's life easier. He's good in the pick and rolls. I think him. And uh, Gobert's pick and roll was actually like top five um, in the NBA uh, as far as points per possession. But just like from outside of outside of Ant, who else do you like like to contribute? Well, for scoring, I will admit they are a bit limited when it comes to points. But if you're talking about the overall bench, Nas Reed's one of my favorite bench players in the entire league. Yeah, I mean I he's, in, he's, in, he's in one the of the best. Blue yeah, guys I'm talking about like backcourt wise. Oh, backcourt wise. I mean Conley's past his prime. Uh, so I acknowledge that there are some issues there. I, I think that Jalen Noel can be okay, uh, but for the most part, I understand your point. McLaughlin's been a backup point guard for a while. It it is a concern. I, I, that's yeah, yeah I, but I mean, I'm saying like I, I'm agreeing with you. Like I, I I like the I like the over, but I just hate the roster. But it's yeah. simply just a bet on Anthony Edwards because I think he's just that good of a player. And you mentioned it. I thought you hit it like right on the head. They're gonna have a full off season with. Um, with Conley in there, I do like Leonard Miller a lot. I think he can be like whenever we do like the redraft of you know this upcoming draft, I think he'll go a lot higher than what he I did. I thought he'd be a first round pick. I mean, he averaged 16 or 19 and 11 in the yeah. same team as, as Scoop. So, like, I didn't understand why he fell so bad, but I think he'll be a good addition. I do like Jalen Clark, but again, he's more of a defensive guy. Um, now he's going to be coming back from, a, he, he had a serious injury, so I'm not sure mm-hmm. if he'll be ready. But again, th- these guys are are younger and up and coming, so I'm not sure how much time they'll get. I'm sure Leonard Miller will play because they don't, they don't have a lot of, you know, threes or twos and threes outside of Ant that can actually contribute. So I do like Shake Milton, but again, I think the continuity will be there with, you know, Finch being able to actually devise a game plan with Gobert and Towns on the floor. Because, I mean, he missed Towns, missed, I mean, what, 60 plus games, right? So they didn't have. They didn't have a lot of time together to be able to practice those sets and get stuff in. So just off sheer continuity and Ant taking that next step, I mean, I I, got, I think you got to go over here. And I'm down on the other three teams that we talked about. So somebody's got to get win, wins in this division. I think Minnesota has the best player outside of Joker. I think Ant is the best player in this division. So it's just completely a buy on him and the continuity that he'll have uh, with the team. Uh, also, I might look at him to win some MVP too, uh, Anthony Edwards, if you if you want to take a longer shot. I was trying to find uh, um, Anthony Edwards to lead the league in scoring. I don't think those those markets are out yet, but I think that would be definitely intriguing um, yep. odds to see on on Anthony Edwards because again he does have that scoring potential. But 
Yeah, I, I mean, I agree with you guys. I do like the over here. Um, I think there's a team that probably gets a 45 wins, and I think it's everything that Scott also mentioned as well, that Cat only played in 29 games, and this team ended up with a record of 42 and 40. And I want to say Nas Reed got injured down the stretch as well, where he missed what the final few weeks, if I'm not mistaken. With the he got injured, his, McDaniel punched a wall. He broke his hand. Yeah, yeah. So Right, I forgot about McDaniels. I like him. Yeah, yeah so I mean, this players on this team. Yeah, and then the, again, the proje- the projected win, uh, sorry, uh, starting lineup, at least I should say, Conley, Edwards, McDaniels, Cat, and Rudy Gobert. And then off the bench, you have guys like um, Shake Milton coming off of there, Nikhil Alexander-Walker coming off the bench, Nas Reed, and they still have Kyle Anderson on the uh, roster here as well. So um, defensively, they should be good because they do have some guys that do actually uh, play some defense. And again, a lot of it does depend on if Cat is going to play enough games for this uh, team for this upcoming season. Because if you kind of take a look at what he's done over the last couple seasons here, last we mentioned twenty nine uh, games last season. The season before he played in seventy four. Prior to that, fifty and then thirty five. But to start his career, I mean, he played first three seasons, played all eighty two games, seventy seven. And again, we're, when we talk about NBA players or any sport, that there's always going to be some time of injury. You know, I guess regression or. T- that injury is going to catch up to the injury bug might just get to that and has gotten the cat at least in the last season where he played 29 games. So um, it'll be interesting to see what the defense or the offensive game plan is going to be uh, with the coaching staff, with both Rudy Gobert and Carl Anthony Towns on the floor, because we know cat loves to shoot the three point shot and he likes to hang around that three point line and then get his jump shots in as well. But I'm expecting another big year out of Anthony Edwards to take him that next leap floor, uh, next leap forward. Uh, for this team, and again, just playing on Team USA right now uh, for the World Cup, um, I think that's only going to give him even more confidence because he he's, he carries himself very very well. And he loves playing the game of basketball um, um, for his career. Uh, getting over to the last team in this division, gentlemen, that is going to be the defending NBA champions, the Denver Nuggets. They come in with a win total of fifty four and a half. They are the heavy odds on favorite to win this division at minus 475 for them to make the playoffs is at minus 4,000 for them to miss the playoffs is at 14 to one. Uh, not even going to mention, or I, sh- I guess I can mention it, but them to participate in the play in tournament, I believe they were around seven to one uh, plus 750, but uh, coming off of their best season ever, obviously winning the NBA title last season, they finished up as a number one seed in the Western conference with a record of 53 and 29, another dominating home court record for this Denver Nuggets team, 34 and seven. They did have a losing record on the road of 19 and 22. Um, Take a look at some of their offseason moves. Uh, they did lose Bruce Brown, who was very, very pivotal for this team to win the championship last year. He signs a contract with the Indiana Pacers. Thomas Bryant that they acquired around the trade deadline, I believe. He heads to Miami. Uh, Jeff Green also leaves from uh, Denver to the Houston Rockets. Ish Smith still a free agent for this team. And looking at some of the uh, moves that they did make in the offseason, not a lot of guys that they were able to re-sign as far as uh, veterans. They did get, I believe, Reggie Jackson and DeAndre Jordan back, if I'm not mistaken. And then there was a lot of players that they drafted in the uh, in the free uh, undrafted free agency market and then also some young talent uh, that they got in the draft as well. But... 
Coming into the season, 54 and a half for this team here. Lante, why don't you lead us off uh, for the defending NBA champions? Yeah, I'm going under. Uh, I think it's probably one of my favorite unders on, on the year. I mean, it's going to be complacency is the biggest question, obviously, with these kind of teams. Um, I mean, Bruce Brown was a big contributor, and now you're expecting guys like, um, you know, Christian Braun or uh, the younger guys. I love their draft. I do. I love uh, Pickett, uh, Tyson. Uh, I love those guys. But again, you're going to be banking on them to come in and try to contribute to a high level of play that they're just not accustomed to uh, in the NBA just quite yet. So uh, Brown got a little bit of experience in the finals, but again, this is over a, a 82 game sample size. So it, he's going to be asked to do a lot more being that Bruce Brown is not there. I mean, Joker is Joker is, it's just, I mean, ridiculous. So roster wise, I mean, I think they will be fine in the long run, but I think they will be more complacent here. Maybe. Maybe take a few games off here, more here or there, being that they got the championship just to coast to get into the playoffs. Uh, so I'm on the under, man. It's not really a lot to break down with this Denver team. I mean, they're awesome. Joker's awesome. Murray's awesome. Um, you know, MPJ, he is what he is. I'm a bigger fan than most, but he does have his deficiencies. But overall, I just think complacency and just the will to just get into the playoffs healthy. They are down a notch, but I still think they can be, you know, a, a top three seed in the in the Western Conference. But with these other teams getting better, I don't think Denver got better. I think they pretty much stayed the course. Um, maybe a notch. You can debate it, I guess, a notch below what they were last year. But again, that's where the complacency comes in. They're not going to be as hungry. No matter what No matter what they say, obviously they're going to say the right things, but you're not as hungry after you get that first chip. Um, you're just not. And I don't think they have the talent outside of those two guys to be able to go through and dominate like they did last year. So I'm on the under. Uh, I feel pretty good about it, actually, too. Yeah, I mean, they're starting five is obviously back for this team. Jamal Murray, KCP, Michael Porter Jr., Aaron Gordon, and Nikola Jokic. Um, it's just the concern is about their the depth in that second group because right now we're looking, at, like you mentioned, Christian uh, Braun. It's going to be Reggie Jackson. It's going to be DeAndre Jordan. That doesn't really excite me. They, I mean, Zeke Naji, Justin Holiday. So they're going to have to rely on some of this younger talent to kind of fill some of that, um, uh, the the lack of depth uh, uh, on the bench, I should say, at least, because, again, that's not a very exciting group uh, as far as the bench. And, again, Jamal Murray, hopefully, you know, the injury concerns are the <clears throat> excuse me of the past. Michael Porter Jr., same, uh, same story. He usually does miss time during the regular season wherever his back is uh, acting up, whatever the case might be with him. Obviously, Nikola Jokic has been able to stay healthy for it, the entirety of his career, um, and that's been huge, obviously, for the Denver Nuggets. Um, going back to the last season, he played in 69 of the 82 games, or part of that uh, has played uh, when he became a starter, at least for the Denver Nuggets, at least 70 games over the past five seasons. So, um, and again, his name is always going to be in that MVP uh, conversation. Um I mean, a lot of us maybe could possibly argue that he should just win it every single year just because of what this guy does on the court. And he makes it look so effortless. But I think that, yeah, there may be a championship hangover for this team upcoming season. Where, again, 54 and a half last season, I mean, this Denver Nuggets had 53. And I think the the depth that's not going to be there on this team last year may come into a play where this team may just end up Maybe around the same mark, maybe 51, 52 wins, just because, again, we're expecting teams to improve in this Western Conference. Um, so I think Denver may take a step back uh, for this upcoming season. And again, 
you got that championship the first i believe in your in your in the history of your team yep. you're going to be laxed a little bit yep. um so i'm on the under here as well 54 and a half just seems like a stretch here for this um for this denver nuggets team here scott thoughts on the denver nuggets before you go yeah, scott go um, so I, I wrote I wrote this up for um, for the website. So I was trying to find it while I was talking. But um, so they have they finished first and second, first or second in the division in the last five seasons, and they've never went over this number. So they they generally dominate the division, but they just they haven't been able to get over this number. The last time they they won um, fifty five or more games because they're, they're at fifty four and a half, right? Yes, 54 and a half on draft. Yeah, so the last time they've won they've won 55 games was 2012-2013. And so oh. in the past uh, in the past 3 seasons, the previous NBA champion has an average of 45.6 wins. So that's just uh, some more nuggets to show why I like that that under. Great stat. Um Scott, go ahead. I like the under anyway. Uh, the thing is Denver I loved last year because I loved their overall roster with all the veteran pieces. I really don't like their supporting cast at all. You're looking at Jokic, who I know can win with anybody. Like I'm aware of that, but you're looking at Jamal Murray, who once again is an injury issue, uh, injury issues in the past. We'll have to assume he stays healthy. Porter Jr. is an injury issues too. So I wonder if Denver is going to try to limit the workload of the two of them just to keep them healthy for the playoffs. After those guys, though, you have Aaron Gordon, you have Braun, and Caldwell Pope. Then the entire roster falls off a cliff. Like The issue is I just think that they lost a couple of very solid role players with Bruce Brown, who was huge for that team. Even Jeff Green gave them good minutes as a veteran guy. They brought back DeAndre Jordan, who I hope is a great locker room presence because he can't play. He should have been out of the league three years ago because he can't actually contribute on the court. And Reggie Jackson played maybe five minutes in the NBA Finals, but he was a non-factor also. So those mean nothing to me. So once again, you're looking at the roster and how the Lakers improved and a bunch of teams improved. The Nuggets got worse. They really didn't get anybody besides some undrafted free agents and some rookies maybe that they drafted. But I really am not sold on the supporting cast and maybe one or two injuries happen to this core and they're going to lose some games. Like I, I just think once again, Jokic is incredible. He can win with anybody, but the overall roster, this roster on paper is not a 55-win team. I'm going to lean to the under. Not to mention the potential hangover from the from these uh, championship. You yeah. know, Jokic is maybe worried about his horses. No, but I, I'm going to lean to the under. I just think that this team might be a little bit hungover from winning a title. Yeah, I know. I think we all love Denver for this last season because what they did the season prior, getting up to 48 and 34 wins without Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. pretty much missing the entirety of the season. I think that's why we did like Denver to get over their win total last year because you were getting those two guys back who missed significant time or if not all the season prior to. And you were asking this team to win. Well, I think it was like 51 and a half maybe last season yeah. for this team or 50 and a half. Um, and it was one of my favorite through. win totals. Yeah. Um, so, again, I think this year now with what we just mentioned and the the the, the, the stats and the, the trends or the numbers that Lante threw out there for this Denver Nuggets team, I just think that, again, 55 – it's going to be very difficult because especially in this Western Conference, like I mentioned, we're expecting teams to improve, especially within their own division, right? I'm not saying that, you know, maybe possibly, who knows, maybe OKC or Minnesota can win this division and Denver ends up as a number six seed um, like they did two seasons ago. So, um, yeah, definitely love this under a 54 and a half. And again, like I mentioned, currently over on DraftKings. Uh, anything else for this team, guys, before we get into some best bets here? 
Oh, I, but I can just lead. I could just lead you into the best bet. My mind is going to be the under for for Denver. I mean, we just we I'm just there with you. Like we just uh, we just went through it. I mean, yeah, fifty five wins is is a lot. Is that's that's a ton. That's a ton of wins. So I'm going under there for my best bet. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm I'm on the under fifty four and a half year as well uh, for everything that we just mentioned as my best bet uh, runner up. Or if you want to give me something different, uh, Thunder over forty three and a half. I do like that number. I think this could be a team that gets to forty five wins. Um, again, health is always a concern with the Denver. Uh, sorry, with the uh, OKC uh, Thunder. But I do expect SGA to play a lot more games here um, for this team because, like Scott mentioned, we were talking about whether was he really injured or where they were just holding him out to get a better draft pick over the past several seasons. But I think now is the time with them getting Chet Hol- uh, Holmgren back now after missing the entirety of the last season. SGA having an incredible season last year and just a pure roster depth on this Thunder team over forty three and a half would be my runner up. Um, and again, I would maybe sprinkle a little bit on them to win the division or even the Wolves to win the division at 7-1. I feel like Denver may take a step back here. Uh, Scott, best bet for this uh, Northwest division? I think I'm going to go with Minnesota over, which I know <laughs> might, might sound shocking because I hated this team last year because I just thought it would take a while for them to actually get acclimated with each other. They had somewhat of a full season. They were in the playoffs together, and you ended up seeing them almost beat the Lakers in a play-in game, which is kind of underrated, but still... I'm going to go with the Minnesota over because this team cannot sell. They have to keep pushing because they have so much money tied up into this core. They can't blow it up yet. So I think once again, Minnesota is going to be forced to go for it for the entire season. This team, despite all the turmoil and all the injuries they had last year, still somehow won 42 games. I'm not sure how they did it, but they won 42 games. We think Ant's going to take a step forward, but I do think, once again, if Cat plays 50 to 60 games, which is still somewhat low, that's still, once again, a massive step up from last year. It's only a two-win improvement from a 42-win team last year that was missing its second-best player for about two-thirds of the season, and you're expecting Ant to get better. Once again, do I think this team's going to win anything in the playoffs? No, but I can see them being a good regular season team because they should be a very good defensive team with this roster. I'm on the over for Minnesota. Yeah, I like that one too as well um, for this team. Uh, But yeah, this Northwest division, definitely, again, teams that are a couple teams here that can, you know, take a leap forward and expecting at least one of the two teams at the bottom of the barrel um, to uh, possibly be a lottery or will be a lottery team, but even compete for probably a top four pick in the upcoming draft of either the more than likely the Portland Trailblazers uh, after the trade of Damian Lillard win in, if that does happen um, before the season starts. Uh, all right. That is the last division preview for or at least early, early season win totals uh, for the upcoming season for the NBA uh, season. Uh, that's going to be here before we know it. Like Latte mentioned at the top of the show, because we're going to be so caught up with uh postseason baseball and college football starting and also nfl uh kicking off their season as well but again we're going to still be grinding for the nba pod um we'll start going through some of the awards markets uh for the upcoming season i know they added a clutch award market our clutch player award market um and there are about six or seven things that we'll get into um so that's kind of the plan for NBA, and we'll we'll plan it out. So this is just a good reminder for you guys to make sure to subscribe to the NBA Gambling Podcast on the YouTube uh, channel. Make sure to follow us on uh, Twitter at SGPNNBA. Lante, any final thoughts before we get out of here, my man? No, that's it, man. That's it. Scott, anything else? No, not really. 
All right, we'll be back uh, maybe later this week, or we'll probably start fresh next week with the awards markets. Uh, I know Terrell's been really, really busy, so hopefully we'll probably do some evening pods uh, getting Terrell back on. So I know you guys have probably missed them, but we'll uh, maybe do some evening pods where Terrell uh, will be on the show. Uh, All right, good luck with your bets uh, this week. Uh, Bet responsibly, and again, a good reminder. Make sure to join the SGP Patreon page. Do us a favor. Support the network. Just make sure to get all the details over at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. All right. Good luck with your bets. Let's break these books off and let it ride. Basketball. Give me, give me, give me the ball because I'm going.